Hey there, everyone. Here we are at lesson 136, and this one is an eye-opener. Well, they all are, but certainly this one is. Remember last time we talked about defenses in general. Now this is specific. Sickness is a defense against the truth, the truth of oneness, the truth of love, the truth of our essential being. No one can heal unless he understands what purpose sickness seems to serve. Probably hasn't occurred to us that sickness has a purpose. We think it just happens. Because if you understand this purpose, you can understand it actually has no meaning. Being causeless and without a meaningful intent of any kind, it just can't be at all. When this is seen, healing is automatic. Don't try to figure this out yet. It will become clearer later. It dispels this meaningless illusion, this hallucination by the same approach that carries all of them to truth and merely leaves them there to disappear. In other words, we're going to realize I don't need this defense. Defenses are just part of the crazy hallucination. They have no part of reality. So sickness is not an accident. Like all defenses, it is an insane device for self-deception, the self-deception of thinking we're all separate little pieces. And like all the rest, its purpose is to hide reality, attack it, change it, render it inept, distort it, twist it, or reduce it to a little pile of unassembled parts. You think, oh dear, I didn't know I was doing all those things. The aim of all defenses, including sickness here, is to keep the truth from being whole, to keep the truth of oneness from being recognized. See, we're afraid of oneness, although that's what we still are. We think somehow we've changed it. So these parts, these individual people and things, are seen as if each one were whole within itself. Don't you think you're a separate person? Whoever's next to you is also a separate person. So it says, defenses are not unintentional, nor are they made without awareness. They are the secret magic wands you wave when truth, oneness, appears to threaten what you, your little separate ego, wants to have to be true, wants to be what you want to believe. They just seem to be unconscious because of the rapidity with which you choose to use them. In other words, in that second, even less in which the choice is made, you recognize exactly what you would attempt to do and then proceed to think that it is done. Huh. Well, who but yourself, your ego, evaluates a threat, decides escape is necessary, and sets up a series of defenses to reduce the threat that has now been judged as real. We think that something is really threatening us. Well, the us that's being threatened is the ego defense system, which is nothing but a little pile of programs. It's not who we are. So all this cannot be done unconsciously. But afterwards, your plan requires that you must forget you made it, so it seems to be external to your own intent, a happening that just happened beyond your state of mind, an outcome with a real effect on you instead of one affected by yourself. I don't want to take responsibility for this. I want to do this, but then I want to act like I don't know what happened. I'm certainly the victim of this. 
It is this quick forgetting of the part you play in making your, quote, reality that makes defenses seem to be beyond your control. But what you have forgotten can be remembered if you're willing to reconsider the decision which is shielded by oblivion. It's like, what? I don't know what this is all about. Your not remembering is just the sign that this decision to fight against reality and pretend like the hallucination of you being a separate self is real, that remains in force as far as your desires are concerned. So don't mistake this for fact. Defenses make facts unrecognizable. That's what they're for. That's what they do. So every defense takes fragments of the whole, assembles them without any regard at all to their true relationships, and constructs illusions of a whole that's not there. In other words, we hallucinate our world with all of its little pieces in it. And it is the process. You see, it's the process of trying to take wholeness and split it into little parts that imposes the threat, and not whatever those little parts might turn out to be. When parts are wrested from the whole, now they can't really be wrested from the whole, but it can seem like it, since I seem like an independent self. So wrested from the whole and seen as separate and wholes within themselves, separate things, separate people, they become symbols standing for attack upon the whole as if it's successful and as if wholeness can never be again. And yet, You've forgotten that they just stand for your decision of what you think ought to be real, to take the place of what is real. So sickness is a decision. It's not something that happens to you, quite unsought, that makes you weak and brings you suffering. It is a choice you make, a plan you lay, when for an instant truth arises in your own deluded mind and all your world appears to totter and prepare to fall. Now you're sick. The truth can go away and threaten your establishments no more. It says in other places, although not here, that it's attempt to make others guilty. In other words, if I'm sick, I'm the victim and it is your fault. So the specialness or the ego is what's threatened here. Okay, so how do you think that sickness can succeed in shielding you from the truth? This is important to hear because it seems to prove to you that you are the body, that the body's not separate from you. And if you're one with the body, then you have to be separate from the truth because you cannot be primarily a body or primarily conscious awareness all at the same time. One or the other is true. You suffer pain because the body seems to suffer pain. And in this pain, you are made one with it. It kind of cements your identity with it. This is your true identity, preserved. And the strange, haunting thought you might be something else beyond this little pile of dust is silenced and stilled. In other words, this becomes, in our minds, not debatable. Because look, this dust can make you suffer, twist your limbs, stop your heart, commanding you to die and cease to be. Wow, we've made sickness this big, powerful thing. So we're trying to convince ourselves. We pretend that this body is stronger than truth, stronger than love, stronger than conscious awareness that asks us to live, but oh dear, can't overcome your choice to die. 
And so, and this is kind of now in quotation marks, so it looks like the body is more powerful than everlasting life, heaven more frail than hell, God's design for the salvation of his son or for creation opposed by a decision stronger than his will. Look at the arrogance of this. Proclaiming that creation is just dust, the Father is incomplete, and chaos sits in triumph on the throne. The ego has won the battle and usurped the place of God. Oh, well, you can see how unspeakably insane and preposterous and impossible this is. But it says, such is your planning for your own defense. And you believe that heaven quails before these mad ideas? These attacks with God made blind by our illusions, truth turned to lies, and all the universe made slave to laws which your defenses, your ego mind would impose upon it? Wow. Yet who believes illusions, the hallucination, except the one who made them up? And we each make up our own. Who else can see them? no one, and react to them as if they were the truth. God does not know of your plans to change his will. That would be to change and alter substantively creation. The universe remains totally unheeding of these crazy laws by which you thought to govern it. Heaven has not bowed to hell, nor life to death, you can just choose, you think, to die or suffer sickness or distort the truth in any way. But what is created is apart from all of this insanity. Defenses are plans to defeat what cannot be attacked. What is unalterable, which is us, cannot change. And what is wholly sinless cannot sin. The innocence of us is always true and can never be punished unless you dream up a hallucination where you pretend like you're guilty and then fix yourself up with some punishment. All of this is happening in a deluded, insane mind. Okay, so this is the simple truth. The simple truth is nothing has gone wrong. It doesn't make appeal to might or triumph. It doesn't command obedience doesn't seek to prove how pitiful and futile your attempts to plan defenses that would alter it. Truth merely wants to give you happiness because that's its purpose. Oh, it sighs a little when you just keep throwing away these gifts, and yet it knows with perfect certainty that what God or love wills for you must be received. It's right here now, you see. We're turning our backs on it, but we're not going to do that forever. Sooner or later, we're going to say, okay, I want to know the truth of myself. So it is this fact that actually all of our happiness is right here, right now, that demonstrates that time is an illusion. For time lets you think what God has given you isn't the truth now, as it absolutely is. The thoughts of God, this capital T, thoughts, thoughts that have substance and love and experience built into them. They're not just plain dead thoughts like intellectual thoughts. Those thoughts, those real thoughts, are quite apart from time. For time is yet another meaningless defense you made against the truth. Yet what he wills is here, and you remain right now this instant as you were created. 
In other words, I keep thinking I can only be happy and things can only work out sometime besides now. Well, that's crazy. Truth has a power far beyond any defense because no illusions can remain where truth or love has been allowed to enter. That doesn't mean I've gone to go get it. It's right here, and I have finally said yes to it. It comes to any mind that would lay down its arms, those would be the defenses and the grievances, and cease to play with folly. It's found any time, today, if you will choose to practice giving welcome to the truth of your loving oneness instead of being a guilty, small, separate person. So this is our aim today. We're going to give a quarter of an hour twice to ask this truth to come to us and set us free, and it will come. For it's never been apart from us. It goes with us forever, like our shadow in the sun. It just waits for this invitation that we're going to give it today. We're going to introduce it with a healing prayer to help us rise above defensiveness and let truth be as it always has been, always is now, always will be, because only now exists. Sickness is a defense against the truth, but I want to accept the truth of what I am now and let my mind be wholly healed today. Someplace in the text, it talks about the fact that basically all of reality is moving right along, being unaware of our insanity, but that we have a tiny little corner of our minds, at least this is kind of a metaphorical way to say it, used as a sickly hospital for pain. The Course is nothing if not graphic, and it's only this tiny little part that thinks it's separated itself away that needs to be welcomed back into the whole. See, it hasn't gone anyplace, but it's asleep making up all sorts of stories. So healing will flash across your open mind as peace and truth arise to take the place of war and vain imaginings. There aren't any dark corners that sickness can really conceal and keep defended from the light of truth. There aren't any dim figures in your dreams with their obscure and meaningless pursuits with double purposes insanely fought. The double purposes are to pretend like you're sick and then pretend like you have no idea how that happened. It will be healed of all the sickly wishes that it tried to authorize the body to obey. So now the body is healed because the source of sickness has been open to relief. That's our crazy separatist thinking. And you'll recognize you practiced well by this. Now this is an attention getter. The body should not feel at all. Now that doesn't mean you're numb. It means it doesn't call attention to itself. If you've been successful, there will be no sense of feeling ill or feeling well, of pain or pleasure. No response at all is in the mind of what the body does. Its usefulness remains and nothing more, like a telephone for communication purposes. So perhaps you don't realize that this removes the limits that you've placed on the body by the purposes that you have given to it, all those ego purposes. As the Course talks about, what do you want this body for? Is bait to catch another fish? <laughs> and so as these are laid aside, the strength the body has will always be enough to serve all truly useful purposes. That doesn't include your, I want the story of me to work out, I want my way. Those are not useful purposes. 
the body's health is fully guaranteed because it's not limited by time, listen to this, nor by weather, fatigue, food, drink, or any laws you made to serve it before, like in Lesson 76, where it says, I am under no laws but God. So you don't have to do anything now to make it well, because sickness has become impossible. Listen to that. It's only the unhealed mind that shows up as an unhealed body. We heal our minds, and the body, which is nothing but a mirror down here, doesn't have any choice. It just follows suit. So this protection needs to be preserved by watching now. If you let your mind harbor attack thoughts about yourself or anybody else, start to judge what should or shouldn't be, or make plans against uncertainties to come. Remember, we talked about that yesterday, about, oh dear, plans are a defense because that would say, I'm not taken care of, I'm separate, I'm alone, I have to fend for myself, all of which says, I'm not myself. So if you do any of that stuff, you have again misplaced yourself and made a bodily identity instead of identifying with conscious awareness, which is what you are, and that's going to attack the body because now the mind is sick again. So give instant remedy should this occur by not allowing your defensiveness to hurt you any longer. So don't be confused about what must be healed, but tell yourself, I've forgotten what I really am. Limitless, eternal, infinite, invisible, conscious awareness. I forgot and thought I was a body, this little physical hallucination. Sickness is a defense against the truth, but I am not a body. My mind cannot attack, and so I cannot be sick. Huge, important lesson. I hope you really take this to heart. It's really true. Have a great practice. Goodbye for now.